Amen. Acts chapter 28, starting at verse 1, we will find these words. Now, when they had escaped, they then found out that the island was Malta, was called Malta. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, They said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. But he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. However, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked for a long time and saw no harm come to him, they changed their minds and said that he was a god. In that region, there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island, whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. And it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of a fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed, and he laid his hands on him and healed him. So when this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. They also honored us in many ways, and when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. Amen. This this afternoon, I want to talk to you a few moments, amen, from the thought, ministry lessons from the Isle of Malta. Ministry lessons from the Isle of Malta. All right. In the context of this passage, Paul the Apostle and other prisoners that were on their way to Rome, amen, had fallen upon some tumultuous waters, amen. The storms were raging, amen. And and, and Paul had perceived before they ever left that this ride was going to be rough, amen. At one point, Paul believed that all would die. And and during the time of of all of this disarray, because the men decided to cast out anyway, because it looked like everything was going to be okay. See, sometimes God speaks to us about something that's coming up that we ought not enter into because there's a storm on the other side. Mm -hmm. But, but, But we are deceived about what's going on right now. See, everything looks like it's going well. And everything looks like, well, whatever's coming, if it's coming, 
I can handle it. Amen. It can't be that bad. Amen. Because we try to judge things with our eyes instead of with our spirit. But God has given us the Holy Spirit to allow us to see some things, amen, before they happen, amen. But it's up to us to make the decision whether or not we're going to trust God in doing it or cast out anyway just because things look calm right now. I I want to encourage the saints of God today to learn how to listen to that still, small voice, the Holy Ghost, because he will lead you. In the path to safety. Amen. But if you try to judge things on your own, you're most likely going to miss it and fall into catastrophes that you don't want to. Amen. And so the context of this passage goes on to find out that they got out in the winds and the waves were, were throwing them here and there. Amen. And At a point, it was tearing the ship apart. Amen. Amen. But Paul, in the midst of all of that, he fasted. Amen. Amen. He wanted to hear from God. He wanted something from the Lord. He didn't want to fast so that other folks could see how much of a faster he was. He did this in secret because he wanted to hear from God. Amen. And if we're going to do some fasting, amen, it ought to be for the purpose of hearing from God. There was a dire situation in front of them, amen, and he needed to hear from the Lord because Paul understood that the situation they were in, nobody could deliver them except the Lord. Man could do all that they could do. The captain could do all he could do, but he could not overcome the winds and the waves. See, sometimes we have to stop going to our friends and we got to stop going to counselors and other folks to try to get the answer to the storms that we're going through and we need to go to the Lord. We, We need to get someplace and deny ourselves so we can hear from God because he's the only one is going to be able to get us out of our situation. Amen. Our storm may not be the winds and the waves. It may be a financial storm. It may be a health storm. But whatever storm you're going through, go to the Lord first. Amen. Because he's got all power in his hand. Amen. The Lord knows everything. And he knows how to do everything well. Amen. So so Paul set apart to fast and to, to get close to God. And the Bible says he prayed. And I just believe Paul didn't just pray with a little lackadaisical prayer, but he prayed with fervency. Way down on the inside, he wanted to hear from the Lord. With all he had on the inside, he was calling on the name of the Lord. See, that sometimes in our lives it seems like light prayer is all we need, but sometimes you need to be fervent in your prayer. Sometimes you need to get real serious about it. When you're dealing with situations that are big and large and challenging, you need to get serious with the Lord about it. And don't just be flipping in your prayers. You need to be concerned and concise and focused. Because the Lord is listening and he's looking at his people saying, how serious are you about it? Amen. In another place, there was a parable about a widow and that she was going to go before this judge and that that the judge was going to make one decision, basically, but she stayed persistent. Amen. And all of a sudden, the judge became to be uh, afraid and he started to become uneasy and he went the way of the persistent widow because he was overcome by her persistence. Now we know we can't overcome God, but the lesson there is that God wants us to be persistent in prayer. Sometimes we 
done prayed once, sometimes twice, sometimes three times, and it seems like God is not going to move on our behalf. But there's sometimes he's just going to see how serious are you about it? Right. Are you going to stay tenacious about your prayer? Are you going to stay fervent about it? Or are you just going to give up now? Just because I didn't answer in your time, are you going to give up? Or are you going to stay fervent in your prayer? See, there's some things that's going to be a while. Amen. It's not going to happen overnight like it is when we pop popcorn in the microwave. It's going to be some days. It's going to be some nights. It's going to be some months and Sundays. Amen. But delay does not mean denial. God may just be very well testing you to see if you're really serious about your prayer to him. Do you really want it that bad? Are you going to really call on me until it hurts? Amen. Are you going to stay with me? Are you going to be persistent? Because God's got time. Because all the time is in what? His hand. A day is to a thousand years as a thousand years to a day with the Lord. He sees everything all at once. So we are the ones who have to work inside a chronology. Amen. So are we going to be persistent in our prayers? We can't fold God into our uh, box. We can't, we can't fold him up and make him look nice and neat the way we want to because God will not be formed that way. Amen. Amen. It reminds me of the text in Romans 3 and 4 where it says, let man, let men be a lie and let God be true. We, we can't force God to be anything else than who he is. Uh, I was at a funeral yesterday and a young man was standing up talking about his grandfather and he said, he said, he said, my grandfather ain't gone. His, his grandfather's body was sitting there in the casket and he was like, he ain't gone. I, I, I refuse to believe that my grandfather's gone. Well, it doesn't matter whether we refuse to believe it or not. God said it and there it is. To be absent with, from the body is to be present with the Lord. Now, as hard as that young man may try to believe it, try to say it, he can't change it. Amen. Amen. So as hard as we want to have a God that's a microwave God that just does what we want to right away and does everything that we want, we can't change God. Amen. Let men be liars, but let God be true. Amen. And so the text goes on to allow us to know that, that, that God honored Paul's prayer. God honored his fast. And Paul reported to them that we were not going to die. The only thing that would be lost would be the ship. Amen. God let them know that I, I, I've got a place for you. I've got a place of safety that's prepared for you. So the storms blew and the winds came and the, the sea roared, amen, and tore the ship up. And amen, and they, they jumped off board and they, they swam to the little island. Amen. God, how many of y'all know God's got an island for y'all? Amen. Out of the midst of the storm. See, see, God says there is no temptation but such is common to man. But God is faithful. Hallelujah. I'm glad he's faithful that he'll make a way of escape that you will be able to bear it. See, God had an aisle for them and he's got an aisle for us when we're going through the trials that we can't handle. Amen. When we get the diagnosis or we get the call. Amen. Or we things come upon us that we can't do nothing with. God is faithful. So they jumped off the ship and, and they had a little swim and they swim to an aisle called Malta. Is it 
interesting to know that the word Malta has an interesting definition. Amen. The word can be translated uh, sweet or also honey sweet. And in some ways it can be called a haven. See, God is able that while you're going through your storm, he's able to create a sweet place. All right. uh-uh, sweet like honeysuckle. Amen. Amen. When I was a kid and those honeysuckles were growing down in Texas, amen, amen, we'd go by on a hot summer day and grab one of them honeysuckles, pull that little stem out, and suck off that honey. It was the sweetest thing, amen. We, we didn't have to go to the store and get no what? No, no pure cane sugar, amen. That was enough on that honeysuckle. How many of y'all know God in the midst of your storm will prepare your honey sweet place? Amen. If you just trust him, if you just keep moving, amen, he wants to lead you through the storm to your Malta. He wants to lead you to that place that's honey sweet. He wants to lead you to that haven that you can find rest, that you can get shelter out of the storm, to be a refuge in the time of trouble. Amen. That's what the Lord wants to be to us if we just trust him. Don't give up in your storm. Don't give up. Don't think that it's over. Don't count it out. Don't go one, two, three. It's over because it's not over till God says it's over. So that leads us to our text. We we shine the sermon spotlight here starting with verse 1 and it says now. Now when they had escaped they found out that the Isle of, island of was called Malta, mm. honey sweet, haven. And the natives showed us unusual kindness. For they kindled a fire and made us all welcome because of the rain that was falling and because of the cold. Now, now when you first look at that, on the high level, you see the word natives. So you think to yourself, the indigenous people, amen, of Malta, amen. So the, so the civilization there on Malta, those civilized folks saw this situation and they, they took care of the men, amen. Amen, but there's something a little deeper here, I believe, that God wants us to see. And, and, and that is in that word natives. In the Greek form, that word natives actually means barbarians, and we know when we talk about barbarians, we're talking about uncivilized right. folk. Right. For folk that don't uh, uh, conform to what we call, quote unquote, civilization. Mm-hmm. They're, they're, they're uncouth, they're unorganized, they're, 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 they're rugged around the edges. I mean, they're hard to talk with, they're uncivilized. But how many of y'all know that God is the God of uncivilized as well? Amen. 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 And, and, and for all intents and purposes, the men could have looked at them uncivilized folks there on Malta and said, oh, no, we ain't got food with them. Hey, we, we need to figure out how to protect ourselves from them. See, a lot of times we protect ourselves from folks that God has put in our lives to help us. Because of our stereotypes and because of our own preconceived notions about other folk. Because of how they look or what they say or how they talk. You don't know what God is preparing for you with them. Amen. Amen. These are barbarians. But look what the text says. They show them unusual kindness. See, God wants to show us that there's some folks who 
usually would be mean and, and hateful and usually would be one way or another savage, but God can turn their hearts to make them be unusually kind to you. Sometimes we just got to see the salvation of the Lord. Sometimes we got to stop long enough and stop trying to figure everything out ourselves. Stop trying to diagnose the situation and diagnose folk and see the salvation of the Lord. You don't know what God is doing with them. For you shunning folks and running folks off or defending yourself from somebody, see the salvation of the Lord. See what the Lord has in store. So we find in that verse that they took good care of them. Amen. They understood that they were in dire situation. They understood they've been in the cold sea. They've been through this storm, rains falling, and they took care of them. Amen. Amen. Kindling a fire for them and showing them unusual kindness. Amen. But you know what? Amen. Sometimes situations show up. Even in the midst of your good time, yeah, yeah. that you always need to be alert. You always need to be praying and watching. Amen. The Bible says, watch and pray. Because even when things look like it's going really well, and you're all the way through the storm, and we're done for now, amen, there may be another storm right on the cusp of that. Yeah. So we, we, we can't put down our laurels and give up on what we've been doing and staying alert. Amen. We must stay alert and in prayer. Amen. Because look what happens next. Here go Paul doing a great deed. I mean, he's like, okay, well, hey, y'all doing so good toward me. Amen. Uh, how about if I come alongside and help y'all? Amen. How about if I come alongside, he said, and he, growled, he, he gathered up a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire. Now, that's a good deed. I mean, he's working right alongside with them, showing his appreciation. But what's the answer for that right now? It says, and a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. The viper wasn't after Paul. Amen. The text says he came out because of the heat. I don't know about you, but if I got thrown in the fire, I might come out biting folk too. Amen. Amen. I might start latching on with my teeth, brother. Amen. If, if somebody got my rear end on fire, you ain't lying. I scratch and claw and bite and everything else trying to get out of that. So he latched on to his arm. Amen. But see, one thing you got to understand about circumstances that they can change. Amen. And just because you just came out of a storm does not mean that you're going to be in honey sweet a whole long time. Amen? Boy, another storm can come right quickly before you even realize it. And look, here's another storm coming toward Paul right now. Amen? For doing a good deed. And the reason why is not even what the natives believe it is. Look at the text. The natives said, so when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom, though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow to live. See, everybody don't have your perspective. Everybody don't see things your way. Everybody don't have the information you have. Now, Paul knows that he's not a murderer and the viper is not after Paul. He's just trying to get out the fire. But the folks who saw it misinterpreted it to mean that God was exacting judgment on him and they also accused him of being a murderer. That lets us know that the 
The folks on the Isle of Malta, they had a religion. They had doctrine, but it was incorrect. And in this culture that we live in, amen, even within the church communities, amen, there are doctrine that's incorrect. And you you can pay a price of slander against your name for stuff that other folks don't know nothing about. I, I can't tell you how many times that I've been approached by one person or another from another denomination and say, well, you can be Baptist bred, but you don't have to be Baptist dead. Okay. So somehow you dead because you're a Baptist. There's some wrong doctrine somewhere. Amen. Never saw in the word of God anywhere that if your denomination is Baptist, then you ain't the Lord's and you dead. Amen. But preconceived and misconceived notions are about us all around. Amen. And can run us right back into another storm. Persecution can come because folk don't understand. Amen. They see you doing one thing and because it doesn't match what they believe, now you're a heretic. Or, or, or now you're an evil person. Now you have done some great wrong because their thinking is wrong. Amen. Amen. But once again, you got to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Now, now look at the text. After they have, have made these accusations against him and believe that, hey, he's a murderer and he's being exacted judgment on him, the text goes on to say, but he shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. See, sometimes folk gonna have to see you live through some, other, some stuff that other folk die from. Well. Amen. Some, folk, some folks gonna have to see you go through an illness that other folks die from. See, sometimes folk think your illness is based on your life. But some people in this place and other places can say, no, sometimes illness ain't got nothing to do with your lifestyle. Amen. And sometimes they got to see that when they have counted you out, God has counted you in. Amen. Amen. So he shakes him off. Amen. And they watch him. They're watching for him to fall dead. Folk watching for you to fall dead. Oh, well, he ain't nothing and she ain't nothing and she thinks she's something and all this other stuff. He thinks he's something. And they've misinterpreted you based on some action you did and they watch you. But the Lord's got your back. Amen. Amen. So when we look at the text, we, 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 we see that, however, they were expecting that he would swell up or suddenly fall down dead. But after they had looked For a long time. And saw no harm come to him. They changed their mind. And said that he was a God. And and after a long time. See we we might want folks to see us for a few months. Maybe a couple of years. And then see that we are right. But but your long time may be longer than somebody else's. It may be longer that they keep watching you. And that's why you have to stay prayerful and alert. Amen. Because even though that time is protracted, God is still using you to show something that other people would have counted out. But even in the midst of God's deliverance, folk miss stuff. Folks still come up with the improper interpretation. Because look what happened to the, the natives in Malta 
They watched for a long time and noticed that he didn't die. And instead of interpreting it as God did not allow him to be poisoned and killed, they made him a God. A God with a little G, amen. And, and, and there are some folk that can be in your life and they can put you at a level higher than you ought to be. Because they see the strength that God has put in you, amen. And, and they put you on a pedestal that you're not supposed to be on, amen. And so then now they put you where you don't want to be, but you know that's not right. Amen. Man, folks, some people sometimes believe that, amen, because my parents were uh, uh, godly and that they went to church, that, that I'm on my way to hell. They, they put people in positions that don't have the power to save Oh, my pastor, my pastor was a great pastor for 40 years. And man, I know because I was under his leadership, is he going to heaven? I'm going to heaven. Amen. Misinterpretation, putting folks on pedestals where they don't belong. Amen. There's no salvation except through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Nothing else can get us to heaven except Christ. No good deeds, no good doers, or nothing else but Christ alone. But we sometimes get caught up in that. Amen. And sometimes we are the ones who are being looked like that. And we have to be careful not to get caught up in them press clippings too. Because we can get to hearing this kind of stuff and get to hearing this flattery and start to get pride and start to get a puffed up head. But we must always stay humble. Amen. And start to redirect folks who are starting to idolize you and get them out of idolatry and get them to the law. Amen. Amen. And so as we go on in our text, here we see that in that region there was an estate of the leading citizen of the island whose name was Publius, who received us and entertained us courteously for three days. Now, now God has changed the situation for the, the, the natives to, or barbarians, if you will, to get ready to kill Paul or wait for him to die, amen, to leave him out and dejected and disenfranchised and on the sidelines, to now God has fixed the situation, amen, because of God's sustaining power that now he's back in good, amen. But there was a still another little storm. Sometimes your stomachs are going to go long and intense. Sometimes they'll be shorter. Amen. But even in the midst of that, it's still a storm. If you got a viper in your arm, that's a storm. (laughs) If you got somebody biting on you and talking about you and scandalizing your name, that's a storm. It, It may not be in the Pacific Ocean and your ship may not be spinning around. You may not be in the air in a plane and lightning flashing and trying to put out your engines, but you're still in a storm. Amen. Amen. And so, so now God is delivered from there. Amen. And now he's with this leader. Amen. And the leader is being courteous to him. And, and, and so Paul at this point in time, I'm sure he doesn't know what his mission is. Amen. Now we've seen Paul go through all these situations. Amen. Up and down, up and down. But in the midst of this, we're starting to see a thread. We're starting to see that God has a purpose. Amen. For Paul, God has a purpose because he wants to show his power through his disciple, amen, through his, through his man of God to these barbarians, amen, to these people on the Isle of Malta. So far, it looks like they don't really know anything about 
the Lord. Amen. They don't know about Christ. They don't they don't know because their doctrine already seems to be off. Amen. But as a missionary, amen, you're going to go through some things trying to do God's work. Amen. When you get busy about God's work, you're going to go through some storms. Amen. It's not going to be easy riding all the time. Amen. Even Elijah, his brook dried up before he got to Zarephath. Amen. So don't get weary and well-doing because you're going through something. That's just part of the course. Amen. And all things work together for the good. For those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So he gets to Publius and, and he's talking with Publius and Publius is being very courteous to him. But look what the text says. He says it was for three days and it happened that the father of Publius lay sick of fever and dysentery. Paul went into him and prayed and he laid his hands on him and healed him. God, through all of his storms, had a mission for Paul. He had, he had somebody that needed to be healed, amen, yeah, yeah. Who, who needed to be healed, who was at a high place, who was really visible, amen, because these are the ruling authorities of this land, yeah. amen. So, so at a high place, the father of the leader of this place was sick, and the Holy Spirit, through Paul, healed his father, now, that's publicity right there, y'all. All right, all right. If we want to talk about some press clippings of the Lord, now there you go. The right person at the right time. Yeah, yeah. And the text goes on to say that, that that went out throughout all the place. I mean, they all heard about this. Publius's father was healed by this Paul. Amen. And look what happened. When they heard, when they found out about this thing, when it, this was done, the rest of those on the island who had diseases also came and were healed. Amen. Amen. In the contemporary church, things won't always happen as the way things rolled out in the early church. Amen. We, we won't always see miracles this way, Amen. even though miracles are still happening. Amen. Amen. Because one thing for sure, everybody in here is a miracle. Amen. Because when a dead spirit like we have was made alive in Christ, Amen. that's a miracle. Amen. And there's some folk in here can say that's a miracle when you were counted out and left for dead. God said no. Amen. Amen. So miracles are still happening. Amen. But, but God in this contemporary ministry is also showing us something else. Is that we got to be available to be used by God. Amen. We got to be somewhere to be used by God. Amen. And to let him use us. Amen. Amen. And when we allow the Lord to use us. Folks get healed, amen. amen. There's some folks need to be just healed of sin, amen, alone and just be turned around, amen. amen. And then when other people see the new life that this person had and see the joy and the peace that they have in their life after hearing the gospel and receiving, others will come saying, what must I do to be saved? I knew this guy and I knew how things were, but he's been changed and not what he has, I want also.
household. But you got to be available to do it. You can't fold up your, your tents and you can't close up your briefcases and go go somewhere in the corner. You got to be amongst some folk. You got to find your aisle of Malta. Amen. You got to find your barbarians. You got to find your folk who don't know nothing about the Lord. Amen. Amen. And then you will see the Lord work. Because Jesus was always outside. He wasn't hanging around synagogues all the time. He was going from city to city where folk didn't know anything about him. And he was preaching. And that's what he wants us to do. He wants us to let the world know about him. We got to find our all of Malta. Amen. And the text goes on as I come to a close. And he says, he says, and they also honored us in many ways. And when we departed, they provided such things as were necessary. When, when I read verse 10, it reminds me of the text that says, give and it shall be given. Press down, shaking together and running over. Every time you give, it ain't just money that returns, but this favor that returns. It's the law of reciprocation. You doing good things for other folks. Sometimes some folks will do some good things for you. And we see that sometimes they'll do it in overabundance. I don't know about you, but sometimes I have just said a kind word to somebody. And maybe they paid for some resource that I had. Some book or a meal or something which is greater to me than the little thing that I said. But what I said must have been what they needed. Amen. Praise be to God. And out of that, God has a way of reciprocating. He has a way of using folks to return what you have multiple fold. So don't ever get weary in well-doing. Don't ever think that you're going to run out of smiles if you stop smiling. Amen. If, 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 you, if, you start, if you say that's the last smile I got, I guarantee you God's got another for you if you give that in a way. He'll give you more back. Amen. If you give somebody a dollar or two or ten dollars, amen, he's not going to let you go hungry because if he does that, then he, he doesn't hold up his own promises. Amen. David said, I was once young and now I'm old. I never seen the righteous forsaken nor a seed begging bread. So amen, keep on doing the works that God has sent you to do. Even though we go through the storm and the rain, our testimony is still going to be our maidens. Though we go through heartache and pain, our testimony is still going to be our maidens. So keep on moving on your mountaintop experiences. Keep on moving in your valley Lord, and the Lord of our life will show us his power. We shall see the salvation of the Lord. Call for witnesses, the children of Israel, as God said that he's going to deliver them from their ailments. In the land of Egypt. Call these witnesses. On that night. When they had eaten. The Passover lamb. God said to them. 
Be on your way and be on your way quickly. Go down to the Red Sea being led by Moses and Aaron. Oh, did it not look like a storm when they reached the Red Sea? No way to cross in the front and Pharaoh and his armies in the back. But Moses by the unction of the Holy Ghost said stand still and see the salvation of the Lord he stretched out his rod and the sea was divided and the ground belief was dry God's still doing miracles like that today somebody in this place has had their back up against a wall couldn't find no way out there wasn't a door to the left or a door to the right and a wall in front of them but miraculously God made a way out of no way you still can't explain how it happened but you know who was responsible for it to happen and his name is Jesus they crossed over the Red Sea and into the wilderness and after being unfaithful to God after a 40 year layover amen God pulled out of them that remnant that believed on him and that he opened the way into the promised land that land flowing with milk and with honey amen church today I'm saying to you Keep on being faithful to the Lord no matter what your situation looks like. Because almost 2,000 years ago, outside the walls of Jerusalem, there's a place called Gargoth's Hill. And my Jesus and your Jesus died for our sins. We were hopeless because we had sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But Jesus Christ made a way out of no way when he died on that old rugged cross for you and for me. He said it is finished and our sins have been paid for. But that's not the end of the story. Three days later, after they buried him in a borrowed tomb, he got up from that grave with all power in his hand. The first fruits of the new life is in Jesus Christ. And because he lives, we also shall live again. But that's still not the end of the story. Jesus hung around for a 40 day layover. But after 40 days, he stepped out on a cloud and went back to glory. Now sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you and for me. But the story doesn't end there because one of these days uh, the trumpet shall sound uh, the dead in the Christ shall rise uh, and they that remain shall be caught up in the air we shall be in that great coronation that howdy howdy and never goodbye we shall be changed uh, in a twinkling of 
that I to forever reign with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So keep on working, keep on pressing, even though the storms uh, may rage, amen, even though the billows may roll, uh, keep on going because in the midst of all that, God has your Malta, yeah. and one of these days, uh, he's got your Canaan land that it will never end and it will always be no more S-U-N because the S-O-N will always shine. Yeah. Praise the name of the Lord. The doors of the church are open. Amen. At this time, amen. As the doors are open, amen. amen. There might be somebody here, amen. Yeah. It's been around church for a while, amen. Mm-hmm. Have done the religious things, but not had the relationship with Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Cannot say that he walks with me and he talks with yeah. me. And he tells me yeah. that I am his own. Yeah. Today, the arms are, are wide. Jesus has paid the price and he's saying, come as you are. Whether you're weary, wounded, or you're scared, come just as you are. Jesus wants to live in you, amen. He he wants to give you a life that's brand new. You You don't have to have a big bank account. You don't have to have a 401k. You don't have to have any resources at all because God has paid it all. Jesus has paid all of that. It's free, amen. Just come and receive the gift. Don't don't let days pass you by while your blood is running warm in your veins. And then be like rich man DVs. After all the life that you had, you never accepted Christ. And when you died, you lift up your eyes in hell. Because the Bible lets us know that heaven and hell is permanent. If you end up in hell, you permanently die. If you end up in heaven, you're permanently there. But right now, in this life, at this time, is to make sure that you get your business fixed. I just stopped by today by the unction of the Holy Spirit and the leading of my Savior to say, come while you still have time. Come unto While you have time, come unto Jesus, make up your mind, he Amen, 
Amen. None came, but there is still plenty of good room. Amen. Amen, saints of God. It is my hope and prayer, amen, as we go through the valleys and the mountains of life, as we go through our seas of, of distress, amen, the billows are rolling, the winds came and the floods came, that we don't give up, that we realize that God is still a deliverer, amen. He may not deliver in our time in the way we want to, but he's still a deliverer. And you just don't know that that storm may be preparing you to be somebody else's blessing. Amen. What if their ship had not have torn apart where it did? Amen. What, would, what might have happened to the people who were on Malta? Amen. But God set up a situation. Amen. Even out of some folks being disobedient. Amen. That God blessed. As chapter 11 of Romans says, as our Bible students know that whole hour unsearchable are the ways of the Lord. So keep on trusting the Lord. If you can't figure out, let God work it out. Amen. 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 As we prepare our hearts for our benediction, amen, and for our giving, amen, amen. Um, God has just been so good, amen. Once again, uh, we just thank God for his grace and mercy on our congregation as a whole. Amen. All right. If all hearts and minds are clear, amen, let us stand for our benediction. Where he leads me, I will follow. Eternal God, our Father, Lord, we come to you exuberant and so happy, Lord, that we say thank you. Lord, thank you for what we have heard on today, oh God. Thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit, oh God. Lord, that we might have a word from on high. Lord, thank you for the praise through song and prayer in this house in the name of Jesus. Thank you for every member of this church who thought it well to come out to the house of prayer on today. Lord, and I'm asking in the name of Jesus that you bless them, oh God. Lord, bless them in your word and anointing, oh God. Lord, that they be edified and strengthened, oh God. Directed and corrected, oh God. That we be better Christians than when we first came in. And Lord, as we prepare to give in our offering, Lord, give us hearts of thanksgiving. Because, Lord, you didn't have to allow us to have anything to give, oh God. But, Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to give. We thank you for your own resources that you have given us to give back to you. And, Lord, we're so thankful for all the things that you do in our life above anything that we could ever ask or think. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus, we ask that you bless it, oh God. And, Lord, we thank you. And, Lord, as we go from this place, 
to our prospective homes and other destinations. Lord, put your holy heads around us and keep us from all hurt, harm, and danger. These things we ask in the blessed name of Jesus and the whole church saying, Amen. Amen. Please be seated and obey the ushers. Amen. Amen.